Welcome to Up The Villa Podcast. This is our match preview for Aston Villa v Newcastle United under the lights on Tuesday night. I know Newcastle fans normally flooding in their droves for any type of content on our channel anyway. So shall we all just get along nicely? Let's get along nicely. We are two teams who are aspiring to gate crash that big six, the so-called Sky Six. So, you know, we've both got big ambitions to be mainstay clubs that are involved at the top end of the Premier League. So let's all get along nice. They are coming peace. I'm just going to give my honest thoughts on Newcastle United. So we're going to have a look at how Newcastle play. I'm going to give my thoughts on Newcastle. I'm going to pick some of the players that are really, really right from Newcastle. We'll do the Villa predicted lineup as well. Uh, and then we'll have a look at the two teams together where this game can potentially be won. But one thing got to say, kickoff time's a joke, uh, especially for Newcastle. 8.15 in Birmingham on a Tuesday night. I imagine there's no trains going home, so it's either driving, get the coach. And it's just not good, is it? You know, it's not good for the football fans. And I think we're all starting to see that the Premier League audience isn't really for the fans that are in this country, it's for overseas and, you know, when when TNT and, and especially Prime get their hands on some of the fixtures, it, the, the times aren't that great either. So, you know, I feel for having fans having to drive that late, it, it's it's not good for football really and I think if, if Villa, we were driving to Newcastle, we, we'd be saying exactly the same thing. So, you know, shout out to all the Newcastle fans that are going to be coming on on a Tuesday night. So, yeah, big game for Villa. Uh, we've had two nil-nils in our last two games. So, clean sheets, defending really well. Scoring goals, he's dried up a little bit. So, hopefully, we can start finding the back of the net soon. Performance was good against Chelsea. I thought we grew into the game really well. Um, and it's a big end to the season for Villa. You know, we, we, we're still going great guns in, in most competitions. FA Cup, we've got a replay against Chelsea at home potentially Leeds or Plymouth, then you're into the quarterfinals. So, you know, big opportunity for Villa in the FA Cup, really. Europa Conference League going really well in that and Premier League sitting fourth in the Premier League with the opportunity, you know, if we if we, we hold it together and get a bit of momentum, get some form, we can really end the season well. Um, I still think we're now going to be embarking on a bit of a, a bit of a, a purple patch eventually. I think we will go on a bit of a run and, and put something together where it does just get us over the line. So plenty, plenty of stuff to look forward to uh, as a Villa fan. Newcastle United season has been a little bit indifferent. You know, they were rewarded for having a great season last season with getting into the Champions League and they, they had a really good campaign. They were really competitive. I thought they were unlucky, especially... Uh, against AC Milan in the first game. PSG, really, really unlucky. Uh, a little bit too open in the game against AC Milan at home. And then potentially they could have got Europa League, but it wasn't to be and they were out of that. And the Premier League, it's it's not been as good as it. I think every Newcastle fan would, would admit that the Premier League hasn't been that great. Uh, if you look at some of the stats from this season compared to last, last season they conceded 33 goals all season. So far, they've conceded 32 this season. Lost five games last season and so far this season, they've lost 10. So, 
you know, losing games. They're on, a, they're on a poor run at the minute. They've lost the last four Premier League games. Yes, they've had a lot of injuries. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll caveat that with, with Villa's perspective on that, is that we've had a lot of injuries as well. And, and we've sort of kind of got on with it with, with no excuses. We've had Buendia out all season, you know, one of our best players. We've had Tyro Mings, one of our best players who played all last season. We've had Tielemans out, Moreno out, Luca Dean out, Pau Torres out, Jacob Ramsey out, Duran's been out, he's still out. So we've had a lot, a lot of injuries as well. And it's a testament to Villa that with those injuries, we're still sitting fourth in the Premier League. Um, but, you know, Newcastle, I think they aren't as good as last season. I think I think even Newcastle fans will admit that. It feels like they've, they've lost their, their aggressive press. I think the press is still there and it's effective, but it, it's not as effective as what it was last year. I think one of their big players for me that, that's out now is, is Jolinton. He is. He's that the aggressive presser, and, and I think they really, really miss Jolinton in their side now. Um, and, and I think you can you can see in their midfield, and I think maybe that's why Gomez his form is not as good as what it has been. I watched them against Fulham. I thought they were all right. That the passing was off, wasn't it? It was a little bit loose, but you know they were able to win that game. So maybe that can be you know that sort of game that sort of give, gives them a little bit more form. But we will go into some of their players that that really, really impressed me. Um, I think Eddie Howe, again, he's, he's doing an okay job. But if if I look at Newcastle, I think they're getting in a bit of a, a precarious position with the squad, actually. Um, and I'm probably going to get hammered in the comments from Newcastle fans. But it's just my, it's just my opinion from, from a... And a Villa fan or a football fan from afar of what's going on. And, and I look at their recruitment now and I think they're in a bit of a position where FFP is a bit of a problem. Uh, they're very, very close to the line with profit and sustainability. You look at the noise around some of their players. You look at the noise from Eddie Howe saying that he still thinks maybe one player could potentially leave. Um, and he's... You know, you're looking at the rumours of Trippier going, you know, Bayern Munich were in talks, but that's sort of fell through now. Almiron looks like he potentially may go, may not go. Eddie Howe doesn't want him to go. Jolinton's looks like he's going to go in the summer. Gamera's, there's that PSG link all the time. So, you know, I look at that and I think they've got to be careful, Newcastle, that they don't lose some of that core value of what they've got. Yes, they want to evolve. Yes, they want to get new players. But I look at it and I think sometimes you've got to look at what the foundation has been built on. You go back to last season when Eddie Howe came in and, you know, the players that have done really well. And I would say the players that have done really well and outstanding players, the Trippier, Almiron, Jolinton, Gomez, Botman, you know, those are the core, those are like the spine of what they've got good. And I think if you start breaking that up a little bit, although you might say Trippier's wages, he's getting, to, you know, what he does for that dressing room, and you take that out and replace him with somebody else. I don't know. I just think you've got to be careful that you don't lose that sort of positivity. You know, I went to the reverse game, first game of the season. You see the the buzz in the city and and how everybody's connected and together. What you don't want to do is you don't want to break that up a little bit. So, um, 
you, you know, you don't want to lose certain players that could have an adverse detriment effect in the dressing room because the dressing room is really important in football. And, and and I think, you know, like Almiron, he's a big player for Newcastle. Like, you know, I, I was surprised when I saw that rumour. So, uh, you know, that rumour came out as well that they're potentially going to sell. Some stars may have to leave, either Gamera's Botman or Isaac and... You know, I think they've got to, they've got to be careful here what what they're going to do in that next phase, really. And you don't want it to affect sort of like Eddie Howe's relationship with the squad as well, because what he's built is is really good. So those are my thoughts on Newcastle. Probably going to get absolutely hammered in the comment section from Newcastle fans, but yeah, just my vibe, really. So we'll have a look at this game then. Uh, we'll have a look at some of the stats and the tail of the game. We'll have a look at how Newcastle play, their key players. So, head-to-head -head record, Aston Villa 10 wins, Newcastle 8 away wins, which is pretty decent, to be fair. Aston Villa are fourth in the Premier League, won 13 games, drawn four, lost four. Newcastle have won nine, drawn two, lost ten. Aston Villa are scoring an average of two goals per game, same as Newcastle. We're conceding 1.3 per game. Newcastle are conceding 1.5. Aston Villa's form, draw, one, loss, drew and one. Newcastle's form, lost the last four and then they've got one victory against Fulham. So they seem like they're like playing Fulham. Less we'll say about the top result, the better. We've got a 3-0 win at Villa Park, and then we've got a 4-0 Newcastle one. And I think it just shows, doesn't it, that when you're looking at, you know, that opening result, and it was grim driving home from Newcastle uh, that day, but it just shows how on the opening day anything can happen. And, you know, when Fergie said he was impressed with Villa the most on the opening weekend, he, he was kind of true because we... We played all right in that game, to be fair, for, for, for decent spells. And then towards the end, we just absolutely had a mare and, and lost it, really. The two team styles, you can see Newcastle United, slow and intricate. They are averaging a couple of more passes than Aston Villa in each sequence. But they are a little bit slower than Aston Villa in their play. Aston Villa are still sitting quite close to that middle as well, which is, you know, showcases that we can be a little bit more direct. We can be a little bit faster as well. So here's that graphic for you as well. We've got the Aston Villa play style. So you can see here that Aston Villa are comfortable in the blue. The contested areas are the grey. And then the red areas are where the opposition get more joy against Aston Villa. You can see here Newcastle United. Again, the blue is where Newcastle United are more comfortable with the ball. The contested areas are the grey. And the red are where the opposition have more of the ball against Newcastle United. So you can kind of see that... Newcastle are happy to the halfway line. Villa are happy to the halfway line. So what we're going to get in this game is a midfield battle. So who wins that middle battle? Hopefully, Aston Villa. That's where we will win this game. And that's where I see this game being won. This is how Newcastle lined up against Fulham in the FA Cup. You can see it's a 4-3-3. Gordon and Murphy... Either side of Isaac, Gomez, singular in the middle with Longstaff and Miley. You've got Kieran Trippier, Sharp, Botman and Dan Byrne and Dubravka in goal. And here you can see the average positions from the game against, New against Fulham. 
so again, you can see that 4-3-3 shape there. You can see Trippier just dropping into midfield a little bit, going a little bit more, more central and sort of giving a little bit of protection to Gamares. Right, one player who I absolutely think is outstanding is Isaac. I would say outside of Villa and outside of Man City, he's the best striker in the Premier League. Isaac is unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. His touch is great. His vision is great. His finishing is fantastic. But the one thing that I will say about him as well is when that ball's at his foot, the game slows down. The game slows down and he's so in control of the ball. He's able to manipulate the ball. And the ball can just be rolling and he's just jinking and, and moving and he's absolutely fantastic. And, I, you know, I first spotted Isaac in the Euros for Sweden where I thought he was he was unbelievable. Um, and, yeah, I just think he's doing so well this season. Played 16 games, started 13, scored 10 goals. You know, he's absolutely brilliant and he leads the line so, so well for Newcastle. And he's going to be one player that Aston Villa have really got to watch out for. So, Isaac, brilliant, brilliant player. Always looks a threat and he's he's definitely, for me, Newcastle's best player by a country mile. Here you can see the average positions and the passing network. This was against Manchester City. So, you can see the big network going into Gamares, Botman into Gamares, Trippier into Gamares. And he's the linchpin in this side. So if you can combat Gamares, um, I imagine it will be a Brazil B v Brazil lineup of Gamares v Douglas Luiz. That's going to be the battle for me. I think you'll see Luiz and Gamares onto each other all game, really. So really looking forward to seeing how that develops. You've got Gordon always offering a threat out wide and Almron. Again, this was against Man City. Against Liverpool, it wasn't so together. It wasn't so organised. It was it was a little bit all over the place. This was the game where Liverpool had an XG of, what was it, about seven. Um, and, yeah, Newcastle were really, really poor in this game. Um, so, yeah, Gumerez. Really want to touch on Gumerez a little bit. I, I've, you know, I do see Newcastle fans sort of saying that he's not as good and he's not performing as good. But... You know, he, he's a really big player for him. He scored one goal and got three assists. I think when I'm seeing him at the minute, he's not sort of getting forward as much, I don't think. If I have a little look here at his... He's at, you can see his heat map this season. He, he's, he's stuck inside his own half a little bit. And, and I think that's partly to do with why I don't think this season he's as effective. I think he's a little bit deeper you can see here against Manchester City how deep he was in this game. He wasn't getting forward enough, wasn't crossing the halfway line enough. Um, and then that leads me on to, because I remember last season how there was this sort of like Gomez douglas Louise battle. And, and I think so far this season, I think douglas Louise is the better player out of the two. I think you can see, you know, in the numbers, both played 20 games. Louise has got six goals and three assists. His passing accuracy is, you know, brilliant from Douglas Luiz, 89%. You've got 87% from Gamera. So they're both two wonderfully gifted players in Gamera and Douglas Luiz. But I do think Luiz is having 
a better season than, than Gamera's this season. So it's it's really going to be interesting to see that battle in this game of, of Brazilian swagger, which one comes out on top. And yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a fascinating battle. And battles win games, don't they? You know, you want to see you know the best players up against each other, and I think that Luis and Gamera's battle is gonna be absolutely fascinating. So yeah, that's all of the stats from this game. So what we're going to do now is we're going to have a little look on the tactical pad of how Newcastle play, what have Aston Villa got to watch out for. So here we go then. So tactical pad, this is how I expect potentially Newcastle to line up. So I think Trippier went off against Fulham. So I put Livermento in there just because... Maybe that's what's going to happen. So you'd say Isaac's going to be leading that line with Murphy. Almiron was ill against Fulham, so I've stuck with Murphy. But if it's Almiron, then, you know, Almiron will go where Murphy plays. You've got that single pivot of Gamares. You've got Miley and you've got Longstaff. You've got Byrne and then Livramento. You know, we'll be offering that threat through there. But, you know, one of the big things that I will say that Aston Villa have really got to watch out for is when we're playing with our offside trap. We've really got to watch out for um, Gordon. Gordon's going to be that, that runner that's going to be offering that outlet on that left-hand side. And we've just got to watch out for those runs that are going to be going in behind Aston Villa. Isaac can drop deep. You know, he runs into the channels really, really well. And he's always going to be a threat. Uh, Miley and Longstaff. Longstaff's the one that's sort of getting it, you know, in and around this area a little bit more. Really like Miley. Livermento's a really good player. We know that John McGinn done a job on Dan Burn last season. So hopefully, you know, he, he can do something similar. So we're going to predict the Villa lineup then. So let's go with the Villa lineup and let's have a look at, at how potentially Aston Villa are going to line up in this game then. So we'll go and we'll have a look at Villa then. So let's change the appearance so we can see the actual players for this then. So, what we're going to go for is, feels like that top graphic looks like Newcastle are doing the hacker. They're doing the hacker on the halfway line. So, Martinez is going to go in goal. I think that sweeper keeper, Martinez, you know, he's going to have to be careful in this game. If the balls are over the top, we know Martinez, you know, his heat maps are, are in and around this area now. So, Martinez in goal for me. I'm going to go with what we're going to go with back four. We're going to go with concert right back. We're going to go with Carlos. I'm going to bring Carlos back in. I think we're going to need a bit of physicality against Isaac. And then we're going to go with long legs. I think Pau Torres is going to be out. That's going to be a massive blow for Aston Villa. Moreno is going to be the left back for Aston Villa. We know that the defense, the Double pivot is going to be Kamara and Douglas Louise. Either side of that double pivot, we are going to go with John McGinn. Going to go on the left. I'm going to want John McGinn up against Dan Byrne again. I think that's going to be a big battle if we employ that tactic again. And then we're going to go with Tielemans. Now, Tielemans, for me, is going to have a big role in this game. Tielemans is going to be key. Because I really want him in and around Jolinton, in and around Miley, in and around Longstaff. And then up top, we're going to go with Ollie Watkins. He's going to lead the line for Villa. And then we're going to go with Leon Bailey, 
who's going to be that wide player. So I'm going to drop, I'm going to take Diaby out and I'm going to go with Ollie Watkins. So Villa fans, that's my lineup. That's what I'm going with. That's what I feel like he's going to get the job done against Newcastle United. Uh, we're going to go back now and just change this graphic. So we're going to go back now. We're going to have a look at... Gonna have a look at the battle on field. On field battle now. Ollie Watkins up top. John McGinn in this area here. Douglas Louise. We're gonna have Consa. We're gonna have our defense looking how it normally looks like. We're gonna have Bailey out here. Kamara. So for me, where's this game gonna be won? It is gonna be won precisely in this area here. Midfield's going to be key, is that Aston Villa should be outnumbering Newcastle United's midfield with Tielemans, Louise, Kamara and John McGinn against the Newcastle, Miley, Longstaff and Gamares. We know that Gordon's going to be a big threat on that left-hand side, but one of the best defenders in the Premier League 1v1 is Consa, so that's why I'm putting Consa out there. We know Moreno is going to be up and down this wing as well. And the important role is McGinn, Bailey up against Byrne. I think those two can be key on that right-hand side. Villa have really got to be careful if we are in our normal shape with, with everybody camping in. We know Aston Villa are going to get a lot of possession, a lot of the ball. The one thing that we've really got to look out for, you know, is this area here now. So when you're sort of seeing that, you know, Gomez with a ball over the top to Gordon, Gordon running on, those balls into those channels through there, balls into that area there. So the offside trap from Villa has got to be very good. It's got to be sharp. It's got to be honest and it's got to be working well. But to caveat that, the midfield has got to be pressing. So we've got to make sure that we are pressing. We've got to make sure that we are doing our jobs in central midfield. And I do think we might see a return of the little diamond as well. So the little diamond in midfield, something with Louise spearheading that diamond, you know, it could be working when Newcastle are trying to play out from the back as well. So it's going to be an exciting game. It's going to be a good game. Two teams that are, you know, striving to be at that top end of the Premier League. And I'm just looking forward to it, really. I'm looking forward to having Villa back. Um, so, yeah, score prediction from this game then. I think Villa are going to win and I think it's going to be 3-1. I think we're going to get back to winning ways. I think the goals are going to start coming back. I think we're going to create numerous amounts of chances and I think we are just going to be too strong for Newcastle United at home. So, we are going to have fan cams. Fan cams are going to be back for this game as well. So, usual spot after the game. More the merrier. Anybody wants to come, we'll be doing fan cams. So hopefully you've enjoyed this content. Newcastle fans, hopefully you've enjoyed it a little bit as well. Uh, so yeah, if you have enjoyed it, make sure you are hitting a like. Comment your thoughts in the comment section down below and subscribe to the channel if you are new as well. Up the villa.